What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Her Villain Era. My name is Kelly, and today we are going to be talking about the do's and don'ts of dating apps. But before we get into that, I do have some life updates for you. Last week, I had to take off because I had finals. We are officially done with the fall semester. You now have my undivided attention. It was also my birthday week, which I tend to have a lot of plans during the week of my birthday, but I also like to reflect a lot, and I felt like if I was putting a lot of energy into a podcast episode, episode it would take away from my reflecting so I had to prioritize that hope you guys understand if you don't go fuck yourself so anyways I had a really great week the day before my birthday I went to the wine room in Winter Park highly recommend it if you are local on my birthday I went to the beach with a joint and a pizza and I just sat there got extremely high ate my pizza and reflected on life I love to do this because not only is it such a vibe but I feel like I have the the best thoughts. I did it last year for my birthday, did it this year, and definitely plan on doing it every year moving forward. It really is crazy how much can change in just one year. To put things into perspective, this time last year, I was living mainly in Denver, Colorado because my boyfriend, my cats, and all of my belongings were still there, but I was working at Disney in Orlando, Florida because I had gotten called back. If you don't know this, I was laid off because of COVID, and so I got called back in... I want to say October maybe but anyways I was working back at Disney because Disney pays for my school so duh I will work for Disney (laughs) I'll fucking put out for Disney I just remember sitting on the beach and thinking to myself how much I hated my life and how badly I wanted everything to change I was traveling way too much back and forth between Colorado and Florida. I was in the world's most toxic relationship and with every ounce of my being wanted out of it. Whenever I was in Florida, it was great because I was working at a job that I knew and loved and made great money at and I was surrounded by all of my family, but I missed my cats dearly because they were still in Colorado and I missed the mountains, obviously. But when I was in Colorado, I was in the most toxic environment of just screaming, doors being slammed, cabinets being punched, holes in the fucking walls, and I just knew that there was a change that had to be made, and I knew what I wanted to do, but because I was so defeated mentally, I wasn't strong enough to make that decision for myself in that point in time. To be extremely transparent with you, I already had my best friend, Marissa, who is a flight attendant, fly out to Denver to legitimately try and save me and rescue me from Colorado and move me back to Florida. Again, was too much in a weak mental state to actually make that decision soundly. And so I was convinced by my boyfriend to stay and was told that things would change. And so I stayed. I then had my sister-in-law, Jasmine, fly out as well a few months later to again try a rescue attempt and again it did not work. It wasn't until this time last year that I felt I was in a strong enough mental and emotional state to make that decision with confidence to finally leave Denver, Colorado. So my future husband Topher and I flew together from Orlando, Florida over to Denver, Colorado, packed all my shit in the span of a day and a half, maybe two days. There was some complications with wind in the city and we drove 36 hours straight back to Florida. I will never in a million years forget that feeling. When I was driving, leaving the city, I said, 
out loud probably more times than I can count. I'm fucking doing it. I can't believe it. I did it. We're doing it. It's happening. We're done. I fucking made it. I had my cats in the car, all of my shit, my homie with me. We were fucking out of there. I could not believe it. It was legitimately the start of a whole new chapter for myself because I had been beaten down so badly mentally and emotionally. I, I, Looking back, I literally cannot believe I made it out of that situation alive. And I am, I say that not to be dramatic in any way or to scare anybody, but I really was going through it. And as much as I talk about it with my friends and family and my therapist, nobody really knows how bad it really was but myself. Every single day when I was living there and we would get into a fight, I would go down to my car in the parking garage and hysterically cry. I'm talking hyperventilating cry, just wondering how the fuck I got myself in that position and how I'm going to get myself out of it. I truly cannot thank my friends and family that helped me enough. I am forever indebted to you guys because I know everyone's like, oh, well, you were the one that did it. You made that decision. But let me tell you, I was bothering the fuck out of everybody I knew. And everyone was constantly like, get out of the relationship, move back, just fucking do it already. And because I just couldn't do it, I just didn't. I don't know how to explain that, but I really could not do it in that point in time. And so I would just continue to call them and bother them and then had people fly out and take time off from work and all of that. And it was just, I cannot emphasize how bad it was enough. So when I finally moved out of Colorado. I moved back in with my parents. Obviously not the greatest thing in the world, but I had no other choice. I had spent so much money on my move to Colorado and then my move back from Colorado and I couldn't move to Florida without getting my car service. I don't even remember what it was because my trauma has erased my memory, but I had something wrong with my car. I think it was the engine. I don't know, but I had to spend like almost two grand on that alone. So for financial reasons and to help me get back into a stable mental and emotional state, I needed to be as close to my family as possible. And I really needed their help in guiding me through my healing process. So here we are today. I am living alone in my own apartment. I have both of my cats. I have all of my belongings. I have my job and I am doing really freaking well. When I tell you I have disassociation from the person I was last year, I am not fucking kidding. I feel like that person, that experience, that year, that whole thing is lifetimes ago because of the immense amount of growth that I've gone through. I am happy to get into more detail about my whole experience with all of that, but I just wanted to say like it truly is crazy to think what can happen in a year and I'm excited to see what this next year brings because I believe to my core that this is going to be a solid fucking year. So if you don't already do this, I highly encourage you to think back to where you were last year and not just 
physically or anything like that. Think mentally and emotionally and think of all the challenges you've faced and overcome because that shit is wild to me. So that's what I did on my birthday. I love doing that. I think it's so amazing and I am so fucking proud of myself with where I am now and where I'm going. I also want to say that going to therapy was by far the best decision I have ever made for myself in my entire life. It propelled me into my healing process. I genuinely believe that it sped up my healing process by a million times. I'm not kidding. And if anybody is listening to this and they're in therapy, they know what the fuck I'm saying. I also want to say therapy's fucking hot. I also want to say go to fucking therapy. (laughs) It is truly the best thing ever. Even if you feel like nothing's going wrong and everything's great in your life, there is always something that you can be working on. I'm gonna shove this shit down your throat until you fucking sign up. So please, everybody go to therapy. That is my shit. And I fuck with people that also go to therapy. So... I'm just saying. I'm also just saying that your girl's back. I have been actively scouting the streets of ratchet ass Orlando, sorting out the good guys from the bad guys, and I have been looking for my prospects for my 2023 roster, and I can officially say that I have started to form a very strong team. I'm excited to see which players are going to play which positions, and may the best man win. (laughs) In all seriousness, I feel like I'm in a really good place right now, mentally and emotionally, so... I have been considering getting back out into the so-called dating world that I have feared for the last few months, but we'll see. Not too sure where we're going to start, but I do have my eye on a few people right now. I will keep you updated with that, but I'm going to keep that all very general because I don't really want to talk about anybody that I'm dating on here just in case if they listen. So I think that is it for this week's updates. Let's get into the episode. Dating apps, the hellhole of the world, the trenches, the place where you go when you have nothing else. Have I used them before? Yes. Do I fucking despise them? Also yes. So with this episode, I just want to say, obviously, we all know dating apps are extremely superficial. You're legitimately looking at people's photographs and judging them. I also want to say that everyone's different. What I like could be very different from what you like and vice versa. So please don't take anything that I say seriously. Take it all with a grain of salt. I'm just fucking around for the most part. So I have used Tinder, Bumble, and hinge. Tinder I used when I came out of high school and it was like the first few years of college. I do have a really funny story that I want to talk about before I move into Bumble because Tinder, honestly, I only used for a short period of time and I'm pretty sure I only met two people on it. One of them I actually really liked, but whatever. Go fuck yourself, buddy. If you're listening, you're definitely not. You're married. And the other guy (laughs) I am still pretty friendly with. So for this other guy, we will just call him West Point because that's where he was when I matched with him. I was living on Long Island and he was at West Point and we wanted to meet up after talking for a while. And so 
we decided let's meet halfway, which was the city. So I lied to my mom, told her I was going to visit my friend in college, and took my horny little romantic ass on the LIRR. Mind you, I have never been to the city by myself, and I don't think at any point it crossed my mind that I could be killed. Nope, I'm sitting on the train, heading into the city for the weekend with my bright white dress on with the heart cut out on the back, my fucking hot pink backpack, and my little headphones in, probably listening to Sammy Adams' One Hit Wonder all night longer, not giving a fuck about what I'm doing. So I get off the train, I am waltzing around New York City by myself with my little backpack, and I'm like looking for this stranger that I don't know that I've talked to probably for a few weeks. I have Snapchatted him, but still dangerous. Don't fucking do what I do. And I find him. We immediately go to the hotel and bang it out. And honestly, it was a great fucking weekend. (laughs) All we did was get drunk, run around the city and have sex. So maybe do what I do. I don't know. Do what you want to (laughs) do, but do it with caution or don't. I don't give a fuck. So that's my Tinder story. Bumble was also short-lived because the woman has to message the man first, and that is just not my vibe. I did not meet up with a single guy from Bumble, and I deleted it pretty quickly. And then I downloaded Hinge. And let me just say, my ex-boyfriend I met on Hinge, and my ex-friends-with-benefits chlamydia guy I also met on Hinge. So I don't use Hinge anymore. I actually have a secret for you guys. This is the second time I am recording this episode because the first time that I recorded it, I did not like how it came out. My intention was to go through Hinge and dissect specific profiles that I come across. Problem number one, and I shit you not, this is the truth. I opened the app and the very first person to pop up was Chlamydia Guy. So naturally, I roasted the fuck out of his profile and not gonna lie I definitely felt a little bit icky about it problem number two was that it was just a little bit slow and boring so I've written out an entire list of do's and don'ts of dating apps and before I get into it I am still going to roast chlamydia guy because he deserves it and justice must be served my dude has questionably small hands you can see his zin in his pocket in just about every photo he's posted he claims that he's 30 years old when he acts like he's 12. He also claims that he's spiritual when he has zero self-awareness. His dog is extremely cute and way cuter than he is. He has very skinny legs. It's concerning, actually. His prompts suck. The first one says, the best way to ask me out is by fax. And the second one says, my ideal date from home, April 25th, because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. Can you shut the fuck up, please? That's not original. I see this probably every other profile and I'm sick of it. There's a picture of him and his friends at what looks like a wedding and his suit pants are not very flattering. I'm kind of questioning if he has a penis. His friend looks hotter than him in one of his pictures and I'm done. (sighs) That felt pretty good. Not gonna lie to you. You cannot sit here and tell me that his profile was the first one to pop up for no reason. That was the universe telling me, here you go, Kelly, get him. Also hilarious to me that it says we are most compatible on what planet? On what fucking planet? Now I'm done. Let's get into these lists. So the first one is 
the do's of dating apps. Make sure your pictures are you. Also, having a variety of pictures and videos is important. You don't want to just have selfie after selfie after selfie doing the same facial expression. I think showing that you have hobbies and that you have friends is extremely important. I came across a guy's profile once and the last picture, it was actually a video of him in a legitimate bowling league. And although I didn't find him attractive, I thought it was attractive that he had a hobby and was proud of it and was showing it off. For my profile, I put two pictures of me hiking because that's something that I truly enjoy and something that I would like to do with a future partner. And it also shows that I like to be active and be outside. As for pictures with friends, make sure you're not putting every picture with friends because I'm not trying to sit here as a fucking FBI agent trying to decipher which one is you. I think having one, maybe two photos max with you and your friends is good. I think it's actually preferred from a female perspective. Again, just my opinion, but we want to know that you have friends and that you're not a creeper. For my profile, I have one picture of myself and my best friends. Also, if you're a two and your friends are like tens, maybe leave that picture out because I'm not kidding. There was a profile that I came across and the main guy was not cute, but his friend, let me just say, I took that shit to Instagram and I found his friend. So just leave that picture out. Also, the emojis over the faces, knock it off, knock it off. Why are you doing that? If you are trying to respect other people and not have their picture on your profile, I get it. Maybe don't use that picture. I don't know. Crazy idea. I am so sick and tired of scrolling on Hinge and seeing emoji after emoji after emoji. There was this guy's profile that literally every single picture he was with other people and had the emoji with the sunglasses over every face in the picture except his. I was distracted. I couldn't even focus on the guy. Please don't be a hat fish. If you're wearing a hat in every single one of your pictures, not only does this tell me that you're either bald or balding, but this tells me that you're insecure about it. And I'm empathetic to insecurities, but it's way more attractive to me if a man just embraces that. I feel like that's almost inevitable for most men in life. So just embrace it and don't wear a hat in every single one of your pictures. Another thing that I look out for is teeth and it if a guy is not smiling with teeth in any of his pictures, again, I'm going to assume that he doesn't have great teeth. And I'm sorry, I know people might be mad at me for this, but I like good teeth. I take care of myself, I have good teeth, and I would like for my partner to take care of himself and have good teeth as well, especially if my mouth is going on his mouth or if his mouth is going on my pussy. So I look out for good teeth. And if I don't see any teeth in your pictures at all on your profile, it's a no for me. As for prompts, something that I saw that I really liked was a choose our first date quiz with three options. I thought that was so smart because it kind of gives you an idea of what this person likes, but it also sets up the first date. And so instead of trying to guess what their vibe is for the first date, boom, I've given you my answer. Now we just do it. I think it's important to stay true to who you are with the prompts. I don't like when people give me too much information about them. I like just a little bit of a taste of who you are. 
and I also like to know that you have more than two brain cells and can form full sentences because apparently a lot of guys don't know how to do that on these apps. I'd say the photos are for me to see if I feel any sort of a physical attraction to you, but the prompts are to see if I feel an emotional or an intellectual attraction to you. This is your opportunity to sell yourself. I want to see your full personality. You can do that through pictures too, I guess, but I would like to see some character in your prompts. I don't want it to just be straightforward facts of who you are. I want just enough to intrigue me. I came across a prompt once that said, we're the same type of weird if your closet is color coordinated. Not only does this tell me that we are the same type of weird because my closet is also color coordinated, but it tells me that this guy has some sort of organization to him and to me that's attractive. As for the voice prompts, we could probably do without them. I know some people like them because they like to hear what a guy sounds like, but to me, majority of them are extremely cringy. I did write down a few that I found okay. The first one was a voice prompt of someone impersonating Barack Obama trying to reach a customer service representative. Again, we can do without it, but it was kind of funny. I definitely laughed. The next one was a voice prompt on how to pronounce his name. It was Matthew, so that was kind of funny. And then the last one was a voice prompt of him saying, enjoy this music while you browse through my profile. I have only seen that one time and I thought it was kind of cute. I know I kind of integrated some of my don'ts with my do's list, but we're going to jump into the full-blown do not do this on dating apps list. The first is don't talk about women's bodies. I totally understand if somebody wants to say that they prefer their partner to be physically active, have like a nice, healthy, active lifestyle, whatever, but don't say that you want someone with a nice ass. Good getting anybody. Don't lie about your age or your height or really anything on your profile because if we do meet, I will figure it out and then I'm just never going to talk to you again because now you're a liar. There's this option now where you can say what you're looking for, whether it's looking for a long-term relationship or something casual or you can even say figuring out my dating goals. I don't like to see that one particularly, but I really don't care to see any of them. It's like, we'll kind of figure it out as we go, but that's just like my personality. If you're trying to figure out your dating goals, that just tells me you probably don't know what the fuck you want. So you should probably be a little more self-aware before you get on a dating app. Because I love you guys and I am dedicated to this podcast, I sat down and went through multiple Hinge profiles to find all of the prompts that I am sick and tired of seeing. And mind you, I have seen all of these prompts more than once. Honestly, probably more than twice, more than three times, because you guys just don't know how to come up with your own shit, apparently. So I'm going to rip off all of these prompts, and you better take note. Together we could travel the world. What I order for the table. Margs. Typical Sunday. Brunch. I'm a regular at the gym. What I order for the table. Shots. All I ask is that you be yourself. I'm looking for... Someone to delete this app with. I bet you can't guess my ethnicity. This year, I really want to delete this app. I go crazy for tacos. Can we please shut the fuck up about the damn tacos? 
Why is everybody all of a sudden so obsessed with tacos? Listen, I get it. I love a good taco, but I'm not going to sit here and put it on my profile like I identify as a fucking taco. Please, for the love of God, stop it. Sorry, I'm really passionate about that one. Let's keep going. If loving this is wrong, I don't want to be right. Pineapple on pizza. My love language is sarcasm. We'll get along if you're a dog person. I get myself out of a funk by going to the gym. The best way to ask me out is by asking me or in chlamydia guy's case facts. What I order for the table chips and guac. Give me travel tips for enter a country here. The best way to win me over is food. Together we could get off this app. Everybody, please take a moment. This includes you women. This is everybody. Open up your phone, open up the Hinge app, and if you have any of the previous prompts that I just listed, please do us all a favor and take your phone and throw it off a cliff because you don't deserve your phone anymore. You're done. We are now entering the year of 2023 and we are done with these stupid ass prompts. Slap yourself in the face, delete the prompt, and let's come up with something of your own. Isn't that fucking crazy? We love a man that can think for himself. And we also love a man that has more than two brain cells. If you're not using full sentences, get out of my face. I cannot tell you how many prompts are like the following. I'm looking for, and then they fill it out with, I need an adventure buddy. Instead of saying, I'm looking for, and then they write, an adventure buddy. You know what I mean? Like, is everyone okay? I, I'm actually speechless on this one, truly. And this is a lot of profiles where I see this shit. It's immediately no for me. If you have a voice prompt where you're impersonating Arnold Schwarzenegger, stop it. Stop it right now. I have heard Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonations for the last 20 minutes, and I don't want to hear another one. I can fucking do one. If I wanted to hear that, I would just fucking do it myself. That doesn't tell me anything about you. It actually, no, that's a lie. It does tell me something about you. It tells me that you're dumb. It tells me that I hate you. And again, you can't think for yourself and come up with something of your own. I've also come across multiple voice prompts where they'll say something and then they'll just kind of talk about it too much to the point where I'm like, you could have just said it instead of, I, I really don't know how to explain it, but they just like talk because they're talking. You know what I mean? Or they'll say something and then they'll have some stupid, cringy, terrible, fake laugh at the end of it. And I'm just like, ugh, I have to literally throw my phone. I'm like, I'm fucking done with this for the rest of my life. <laughs> Another thing that I don't like on dating apps, anybody under six foot. I wish I was joking. I'm definitely not. <laughs> If I see five anything, I am hitting the X. I don't care how hot you are. I'm five foot seven. A bitch wants to wear heels and climb you like a tree. I came across this guy's profile the other day. His prompt said, my greatest strength is my sense of humor. Something about that tells me that you're not actually funny. That was such a waste of a prompt. Instead of saying that you're funny... Why don't you just say something funny? I don't know. I don't mean to be a bitch, but this shit is not rocket science. Another prompt that was pretty similar to that one that I saw was it said, all I ask 
is that you understand that the girl in my first picture is my sister. It's like, bro, you're wasting my fucking time. But also along that note, I don't think having a photo with another woman, unless it's like very clearly your sister or sisters or mom or whoever, I just don't think it's necessary. And I think you should probably just take it off. With all of that said, in conclusion, be yourself. Don't have all the same photos. Put your best photo first. And if you want to do a little extra something, put an interesting or funny photo or video last as if it's like the golden gem of your profile. Make sure you have different settings, poses, facial expressions, etc. in your pictures. Have one or two group photos, but don't make it your first photo. Make sure your first photo is just of you. No emojis on people's faces. Make sure the prompts are yours and show your personality to the best of your ability. Don't use voice prompts unless you want to miss out on a lot of women. Don't lie about any photos or information on your profile. Don't write what your dating goals are because even if it is looking for a long-term relationship, maybe I'm not looking for that right now. And we could have had a good connection and we just didn't know it because I saw that you were looking for something serious and I wasn't, so I hit next. I'm sure there are a million other things that I could come up with as far as the do's and don'ts of dating apps, but I do want to get into messaging somebody. I personally do not like when somebody slides in with something generic like, hey, or how's your day, or how's your weekend, or do you have any plans tonight, or do you have any plans this weekend? I like when somebody picks something specifically from my profile to talk about and adds a witty or flirtatious twist to it. So I'm going to tell you guys what my all-time favorite message was, and it has yet to be beat to this day. So my prompt said, I'm weirdly attracted to, and I wrote Nick Miller. I don't even need to explain that because we all love Nick Miller. I guess from a guy's perspective, that could be seen as one of the prompts where it's like, okay, we see that all the time. I don't really know. I've deleted that prompt because I felt that way. So shut the fuck up. And so this guy slid in and he said, I'm no Nick Miller, but you can be my new girl. And now that I'm saying this out loud, I can almost guarantee you I'm not the only girl that has that prompt. And I'm probably also not the only girl he's slid into the DMs with that line. So now I feel kind of dumb, but I liked it. I thought it was pretty clever. I feel like sliding in the messages with something specific to their profile is such a power move because it tells me that you're paying attention to my profile specifically and it also tells me that you're interested in whatever you decide to talk about. I just think that's attractive. If anybody slides in and says anything generic, I don't respond to be honest. I just went way back in my texts because I wanted to talk about this one specific guy I'm pretty sure it was the guy that said the new girl comment and I don't have the exact conversation right now but I think I said something like okay you win to which he challenged me to unmatch all of my matches and because I'm a genius this is what I did I hid all of my matches except for him because 
when you're on the app, there's like a little chat bubble and it'll say how many matches you currently have that are active. It says inactive chats are hidden after 14 days. So you just hide all of them except the one. And then so at the bottom where the chat bubble is, it will only say one because the rest are all hidden. And then I took a screenshot of that and I took the white marker and whited out everything except for his chat so it legitimately looked like I actually unmatched everybody and then I was like well I took a screenshot but I can't send it to you on this app what's your number and so then I got his number I sent him a screenshot of it and he said so should I get on one knee now and I just thought that was such a baller move on both of our parts because then we ended up talking for a while so that move is trademarked but as far as getting my number I want to have just a small conversation with you on the app before I just start flying out my fucking phone number on a paper airplane to everybody on the planet I want to know that you're capable of holding a conversation with me you can make me laugh you're flirty anything like that before I just hand that out. Do not ask me for my Snapchat. I will unmatch you. And don't ask me on a date through the app. I want to hold a few conversations before I take my time away from doing the things that I like to do, away from hanging out with the people that I like to hang out with, before I say, okay, I'm going to put this day and time aside for this person to meet them. Dating nowadays is so weird. And as a woman kind of scary so I would like to feel comfortable with you before I meet you but at the same time I don't want to know everything about you through texting because then it's like why are we even meeting so in conclusion with messaging slide in with something specific to my profile Make sure it's witty or flirtatious or just clever in some way that will get my attention and will stand out from my other messages. Have a small conversation with me there. Make sure that we're vibing and then come up with a clever way to get my phone number. Once you get my phone number, make sure that we're having good conversation every day, every other day, whatever. Just make sure that there's consistency and that it's interesting and that we both feel comfortable meeting each other. As for the first date, I took a poll on Instagram today and I asked what your preferred first date is. The options were dinner, drinks, coffee, or activity, meaning golf or mini golf, movies, amusement park, etc. Here are the results. Two women said dinner and four men said dinner. Seven women said drinks and four men said drinks two women said coffee and eight men said coffee six women said activity and 19 men said activity talk about interesting so in order from my most preferred to my least preferred is drinks activity dinner coffee here's my thought process on that so keep in mind, I live in Florida, which means it's hot as frick 
most of the year and most of the day. For a drink date, it's nighttime. The vibes are right. You can dress cute. You don't have to worry about your hair frizzing. It's at the end of the day. So not only can you get everything that you need to get done, done, but you can also take as much time as you need to get ready. And it's not a commitment. It's not like you're sitting down, like for example, a dinner where you have to go start to finish. I mean, I guess you could cop out halfway through the dinner if you really wanted to but if I'm not feeling it I can at any moment say that and leave it's not a long-term commitment so that's my preferred first date second preferred first date contrary to everything I just said would be an activity but I think that there are specific activities that I would prefer over others. I am not a go to the movies on our first date type of gal because what are we going to sit there in silence watching a movie and more than likely I'm going to cry because I cry during every movie. That doesn't sound fun to me. I don't know anything about you and now we're going to have to go on another date and honestly I have like a two maybe three date rule where if by the third date it's a no, it's a no. You're not getting a fourth date. I used to do a one and done with dates, but I've become a little more open-minded with that. But at the end of the day, I don't want to waste my time or yours. I think bowling or mini golf are cute first date ideas, but again, that's going to be a little bit of a commitment. And I live in Florida and mini golf outside during the day. Are you fucking kidding me? Bowling is at least inside, so I don't know. And I guess amusement park is good because you're not committing for a whole day, but again, outside. Also, kind of a side note, but it also has to do with an activity date. Don't ask me to go to the beach or the gym for our first date. To me, those are activities that you do when you're actually dating somebody for a while. I will only accept a beach date, number one, if it's during sunrise or sunset, or number two, if it's during the cooler months, because again, I live in Florida and we're just going out there to sit in the sand and talk. But if you're trying to go to the beach during the middle of the summer and during the middle of the day, I kind of already know what your intentions are with that and I'm going to turn it down. As for a dinner date, I think for me at this point in my life, it is just too serious. It's just not my personality to sit down at a fancy dinner and get to know somebody. I would much rather shorten it down to drinks. If there's like a really cool, trendy, casual spot that we could go to where we can also get drinks, then I might be down for that. Or I actually went on a date over the summer to a bunch of food trucks and I thought that was kind of cool. So anything like that is more my vibe, but sitting down at a full-blown dinner just puts way too much pressure on me and I will get anxiety over it probably to the point where I won't even be acting like myself so there's that and lastly we have coffee dates I've never been on a coffee date so it's hard for me to speak on it it kind of seems like it is a little more on the serious side but at the same time it's almost like drinks 
but even shorter. Just a quick morning coffee. We'll get to know each other. If it's a no, boom, we're done and I'm moving on with my day. So I kind of like that aspect of it. But again, I've never actually been on a coffee date, so can't knock it till I try it kind of thing. From an outside perspective, it doesn't seem like it's my vibe. I think ultimately cute little drink spot where maybe they have like tapas or just like bar food is definitely my go-to for my preferred first date. I just listened back to that and I actually have a side note. For the coffee date, like when does it end? I guess you have to be really good at saying like, I don't know, because what if you say right off the bat, oh, I have to do this thing at this time and I have to go, so we only have an hour or whatever, but then you hit it off and you want to stay. So how does that work? I don't know. And I don't even know if any of my friends have been on coffee dates. I'm going to ask around, do some research. Maybe I'll try it myself now that I am possibly getting back in the dating game. We'll see. I think that is all I have for you guys this week. Hopefully that was good. I feel like that was kind of all over the fucking place. Again, sorry that I skipped last week, but it's just been extremely hectic for me. And unfortunately, it is going to continue being hectic because my dad is going to be staying with me for 10 days during the holidays. And of course, we have the holidays coming up. But I am going to try my best to get episodes out every single Tuesday for you because now I'm out of school and I have a little bit more free time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, please follow my show and rate it. And then go ahead and follow me on Instagram at hervillainera. Share, share, share. Please and thank you. I love you guys and I will see you next Tuesday.